Welcome to the Timitit Podcast, where we have stimulating and all-inspired conversations with thinkers, dreamers, makers, movers, and trailblazers. They have many names. Street kids, the homeless, the homeless community, beggars, or any other variations of that, depending on where in the world. Who are these nameless, voiceless people who we often see as a nuisance to us, or so we think? Let me ask you, have you even bothered to ask their name or even sought to know what they need? In this insightful conversation, Peña takes us behind the scenes, tells us the names of some of the friends he's met on the streets. You'll hear the story of Corin and his twin brother, I personally learned a lot about that community and strongly felt connected to Peño's mission of bringing dignity to this community and the elimination of homelessness in our generation. It is a worthwhile mission indeed that we can all rally around. It is one that I felt I would want to learn more about and seek to support. In this episode, I speak to Peño Mabokela as he shares his passion and mission for the homeless community. I don't like referring to them as homeless people. They are simply people, says Peña. Peña has so many accolades at such a young age, yet what he cares about and how he identifies himself is as someone who seeks to create positive change. Listen in and be challenged in our conversation. You stood out. I just, I think I just saw your profile. It's like, yeah, this guy, I must talk to him. So, welcome, man. I'm <laughs> honored. I'm honored. Welcome. <laughs> um, it's, it's great to be here. And I really appreciate the invitation. And I do not take it lightly. And I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm already loving the energy. I mean, like, I think me and you are a bit similar in that we've got this, like, energy, right? Yeah. We've got this energy. And yeah. Absolutely, man. So take it away. I mean, who is Peño? Like, what do you care about? I mean, I know you post some very interesting things on LinkedIn, <laughs> but I don't want yeah. to take out of the bag. I'll, I'll leave that to you. Like, just, you know, take it away, man. Introduce yourself, what you're about, what you care about, and so on. Okay. Um, and I like how you phrased the question uh, to say, who are you? What do you care about? Because um, I think that that's a good way of one describing themselves in terms of what they care about. Um, I yeah. think uh, my name is Peño. Uh, my surname is Mawakela. And what I care about is, is creating positive change. Right? And mm-hmm. I know that's kind of broad, but for me, if there are certain things I'm passionate about, I'm passionate about entrepreneurship, I'm passionate about youth empowerment and education. Right? Yeah. And for me, it's, it's not so much about the activity itself, but what the activity can do in someone else's life, right? Um, yeah. This is not something that's like public or on LinkedIn. Um, so this is something that um, I'm sharing with you now. One of the things that I'm passionate about, uh, for yeah. instance, is also like homelessness, right? Wow. Um, that's I'm a- very passionate about the homeless. And wow. it's not something that I put out on, 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 on social media or that I put out on my LinkedIn because for me, it's, it's, it's my service to society, right? 
Yeah. So yeah. that's something that I'm passionate about. And in that, I think I hope to have more of an impact in that area because I just find it fascinating, right? Mm-hmm. And to share one of my experiences with, um, with the homeless community, right? Mm. Um, by that I'm referring to homeless people across different parts, whether it's a city, whether it's a small yeah. town, um, is that I realized through myself and through the people around me that we sort of had like a, a different perception of homeless people. So when you see a homeless person, the first thing you think of is they need food, they need money, right? Mm. And I think that was, that's the default of everyone. They need food, they need money. But then there's a different side, which you can only get if you have a conversation with a homeless person. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I, love, I love having those. Um, I don't even like referring to them as homeless people because we are all people. The only difference yes, is that like you're homeless, I'm not. I like right? that, man. Because yeah. that's, that's the only difference. And when you look at it that way, you'll realize that they also have other needs. Like they also need to be heard. They need to have a conversation. You know, yeah. sometimes I don't have any money on me and I, I can't give him money, but I can just sit down, have a chill, um, have a, give him a handshake, fist pump, just chill talk, right? I mean, yeah. right now with the whole COVID thing going on, obviously physical contact and touch has been something that affects everyone. But think of it, look at it this way, Tim. They've yeah. been socially distanced from even before COVID. True. People have not been giving them handshakes even before COVID. So nothing has really changed in terms of touch for them. Right? I'm sorry, I'm getting a bit carried away from the first question you asked. Um, no, no, it's, it's fair, this is something like, I'm really it, passionate it, about. It's, it's a topic that we must have because really, if, if, I, I'm just, yeah, just carry on. Like, yeah, just carry on. I'm, I'm on, you're yeah. absolutely on, on topic. So, There's nothing <laughs> that you're off. <laughs> oh, okay. So like it's, for, for them, it's, it's nothing, nothing much has really changed right because they're still homeless and people still look at them the same way now on top of people not wanting to shake their hands because they are homeless people don't also want to shake their hands because now it's covid right yeah and the more i explore that and the more i get to to know and interact with them right especially around my area like i think sometimes we think that we need millions or trillions to to make a difference in people's lives but sometimes we just need to just find one person and focus on that one person right yeah and just change their life right so for me when i interact with people in the homeless community the first thing i want to do is know their name right yeah because they yeah. are human yeah. the same way i i want when i'm at a networking function i want to know the names of the important people they are also important people, right? Yeah. So I need to know their name so that when I relate with them, I know that I'm going to see Corin, right? So yeah. I wouldn't say to you, Tim, no, I'm just taking a walk. I want to go see this homeless person across the street. I'll say, no, I'm just going to take a walk. I'm going to see Corin, right? Yeah. And Corin is one of the homeless people in Brownfontein. Um, it's him and his brother. They're actually twins, right? Yeah. And if yeah. you... If you see them, it's two uh, white guys and you wouldn't know the difference because for a long time, I used to think it was Corin, but I would ask myself oh. why <laughs> wow. sometimes it seems like he recognizes me and sometimes yeah. it seems like he doesn't recognize me, right? Oh, and then wow. I found out they were twins, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. 
it, it was it was it was such a beautiful moment because then I was like, oh, but what they do is that they sit in different areas, right? Oh, and I learned okay. a lot about how homeless people work, right? Um, mm-hmm. They sit in different areas so that they, on sometimes some areas are not best suited. Maybe it's a bit overcrowded or there are too mm-hmm. many homeless people in that area. So they, mm-hmm. they sort of do it like a divide and they have like backpacks and then they divide, they collect what they get and then they come back to regroup and share each other's resources. Right. Gosh, it's a full-time engagement. Eh? We, we sometimes think that yeah. it's just, oh, these people have nothing to do. Yet it's a lot of work to really be there and to try it's, to... It's, it's a lot of work to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you were to ask me, how do you, how do you make a difference in a homeless person's life beyond giving them money or beyond giving them food? I'd say buy them a backpack. Wow. Right? Buy them a backpack because that is making an impact in their day-to-day routine. Buy them a backpack, buy them a lunchbox. Because mm, people mm. give them food sometimes on a handout sort of basis. It's not well contained, but they need to store food because they don't, they, when you give him a sandwich, he's not only thinking of eating it now. He's thinking of how can I eat it in, in, in smaller portions that it can last me. Because yeah. I'm not sure when I'm going to get another wow. sandwich again. Wow. Right. Wow. This and is so insightful, man. It, like, honestly, I'm, I'm personally like learning because. I, same as you, I've had the same curiosity. I've, I mean, I've had an opportunity maybe to interact, but not as much as you have. And it's like, actually, you're right. Wow. That's, thank you, man. I appreciate this. Yeah, so that's something I'm really passionate about. And there's, there's just a lot that I want to do, right? There's a lot that I want to do in that space. And I feel like it's one area which I really need to be involved in, right? Mm-hmm. To say, I have the advantage, I have a roof over my head, right? And that's something to be grateful for each day. Whether, yeah. whether business went well, whether business did not go well, I know I'll have a place to sleep. When yeah. it's cold, I, put, I can wear a jacket. And also, I can choose which jacket to wear. And that's yeah. something we don't realize how, how fortunate we are, right? Mm. Yeah. There's, you see, in... Like in an ideal situation, Tim, what I would like to do is make sure that there is a laundry that caters for homeless people that is fully funded, right? Wow. wow. I would ensure that there are sanitation facilities for homeless people, right? Even if it's just a basin, a central basin when they can go and brush their teeth. Because another thing is dental mm-hmm. care. Yes, yes. Right? When you, when you start looking at it from a human being, who does not have access to the same services as we do. That is literally how you should look at it. As yeah. we are all human, but they, we, they had, don't have access to certain things that we do. And you know, sometimes it's easy for us to say, why, why don't they get a job? You know, why don't they go look for a job? But mm. you go into an interview as a homeless person, one, you don't smell right. You don't look right. Yes. You're not well-groomed. Yeah. You don't seem like yeah. you, you look like someone they can adopt into the system. And then the so longer you are homeless. Huge, it's a very huge barrier to access. Yeah. Because, I mean, just simple hygiene uh, blocks you out from simple hygiene. Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You see, so if I have a place to stay and I have sanitation facilities, even if I'm living on zero rents, I can get away with the fact that someone looks at me and they can see mm-hmm. me as someone who... Is, is, is ordinary, 
right? And if I'm yeah. looking someone for a job, at least today I came wearing this outfit, the next day I came with another outfit or the next week or whenever we have another meetup. But for them, mostly they're confined to one set of clothes, right? And it's not like they have a wardrobe. And even if they have yeah. a wardrobe, where would you put the clothes? Yeah. Right. So if there's, if there's anything that I feel like for me as something that I know that definitely one day is something I want to do is to create a space where those access to those facilities are there. Yes, I can't make, give everyone a home. Yeah. But if at least I can provide some sort of support with their day-to-day -day movement, maybe yeah. it's, maybe it could be a backpack. It could be a lunchbox. It could be a place where they can do their laundry. It could be maybe a wardrobe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. just like locker space, like have locker space, right? Secured locker space. I know it sounds like, but why would you want to have secured locker space for homeless people? Well, you have a wardrobe, but they don't. Yeah. Right. So imagine having to live with your whole life in a backpack. Yeah. That's your yeah. clothes. That's your food, everything in one small confined space. And you can't leave it anywhere because there are other homeless people and needs are many. So it yeah, could true. easily get stolen. Yeah, true. Right. True. So that's, that's what I'm passionate about. And apart from everything else, right? The other things I'm really yeah. passionate about, but this is one which so, so, so you I actually, find we'll spend online. A of, we'll spend a little bit of time on this one. So, so I'm, I'm curious. I mean, this is such a, this is so close to home for me because I think it's a it's a it's a topic I keep asking myself, and you know, unfortunately, I've not really uncovered the answer. How mm. did we end up this way? You know, and how many people, and why do people seem to accept this as part of their society? You know, um, like it's okay to to have somebody there by the side of the road, and and it's just okay. It's fine. In fact, you should avoid that person. You should not even allow them to wash your car or something. Yeah. I think uh, I may not have the accurate answer, but I think for me, um, from my personal journey, yeah. I think it's, it's in how people look at it and how, we, how the media sort of like portrays it. In a movie, a homeless person is always this person everyone is avoiding. So from a young mm. age, you're watching television, homeless people are being avoided in the movie, in the cartoons. You mm. don't have a lot of media that sort of shows a side where someone is, is working with a homeless person or giving a homeless person a chance. And there is one story that really inspired me um, of a US-based, I think it was a US-based movie director who would mm. only work on a movie if you guaranteed him that you'd employ at least five homeless people. Wow. Right? And he was one of the best directors, right? And he would say, even if you're hiring them to just push something, but in any movie I work on, you must mm -hmm. employ at least five from around that area, right? Wow. And if you think of it this way, this is me saying, as a consultant, if mm -hmm. you are hiring me for an event or a community engagement, Mm -hmm. at least make sure that a part of that engagement, some of the proceeds would maybe go towards a certain cause. So this person was now using their influence to yes. sort of make, drive that change. But in terms of how we got here, I think there's a lot of factors of how we were trained to look at them, right? The whole idea mm -hmm. of if someone is poor, 
they are poor because they don't work hard enough. They are poor ah. because they're not doing their part. They are poor because they didn't want to pull their socks up. They are poor because they ran away from home because they didn't go to school. But that, those are stereotypes that we, we build up and we pick up, right? And we never get to question them until yeah. we actually engage and start to see that, wait a minute, this is actually not the case. You know, one of the yeah. moments that really um, opened my eyes was when we were, we were doing like a, a soup and bread drive, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it was just about feeding um, the homeless people. And, you know, mm -hmm. I had a conversation with one of them, right? Mm. And I could, I could sort of feel, right? And that op conversation sort of opened my eyes a lot further into what it's like being homeless, right? Mm. And he was telling me, he said, you know, the problem with you people, right? And he was referring to all of us that were there, but he was talking to me, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, the problem with you people is that you look at all of us the same way. Wow. Right. You wow. only see homeless people. And he was telling me, he was like, yes, there are criminals among us. Yeah. Yes, there are people who did bad things among us, but there are also other people, right? And mm -hmm. he's like, so you, this is a university, right? There, we were stationed just outside Vets University, right? Mm -hmm. And he was mm -hmm. like, so this is Vets University, and this is one of the best universities. And he started telling yeah. me about the university started telling me about university structures, started telling mm -hmm. me about the different levels of study to say, this is where you study. You start at an undergraduate level and then you go to this. And then at some point you get to this. So he was sort of showing me that he's informed about the world and how the world works. Wow. But mm -hmm. there is no way you would see that because you are seeing homeless people and you yeah. don't even know how someone ended up there. And yes, some of them is because of bad decisions, but most of the time, if we're really true to, to, the, to the status quo, we would realize that most of the time we judge them before even talking to them, before even so, hearing if it was the case of a runaway from home or that, we already have an idea that whatever it is, it's their fault. Wow. 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 And that, that is what that, I think sort of like has brought us here. Whew, I need to breathe. <laughs> Honestly, you, you've really, really spoken so profoundly and, and with heart. Um, you didn't just speak uh, academically or intellectually, but you spoke with heart. Uh, and, you know, so what, what's your sense? I mean, maybe just tell us a little bit about your vision, you know, and, and how would we change this? You know, how would we enroll other people to come on board? You know, somebody who is scared, who would avoid what? steps should they take you know how could they begin the journey of just building a bridge so that we can all be an army that is going to make an impact even if you've given me i'm going to buy a backpack you know if you i'm happy to just to sponsor a backpack or whatever it is that you can get to you know anybody who will need it mm -hmm. um, so how do we begin those steps uh, and, and then you can obviously paint a bit of your grand vision in terms of how this could come together yeah i mean like, like you say tim there are people who are scared people who are still like a bit like away from it and to be honest that's also where i started right mm -hmm. it's also where i started i mean it's where everyone starts at first you're scared i mean the first time i shook someone's hand the first thing that came to my mind was oh my goodness bacteria what if i get an infection <laughs> you and there's so much yeah you know 
there's, yeah. there's so much that came to my mind rushing. But then yeah. I, I sort of like fought that thought and I was like, above everything, they are human. And mm-hmm. if I get sick, I can get access to medical care. But what, what I started questioning the thought, why am I even thinking that his hands are unhygienic before? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And after that handshake, it sort of like broke a lot of barriers. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying everyone should go shake hands. Right. But I'm just <laughs> saying for me, that was like, that was yeah. something that broke away that thing of like, yeah. Can you like, you've just conquered one of the, the thoughts that have been blocking you from seeing other people for who they are and not what they are or their situation. So I think yeah. that the first step would be looking at how you can get to know someone, right? Mm-hmm. It can start with a name. Yeah. It can start with a name. I feel like that's where anyone can start, a name. Ask for their yeah. name. You might not be giving them anything. You know, sometimes I, I take a walk, I, I move by and I just greet him. Hi, Corinne. And I keep going. Right. Mm-hmm. And he greets mm-hmm. me back. Right. And he's yeah. African. So he's like, I'm like, hey, Corinne. And he's like, hey, Buddha. You know, so yeah. it's, <laughs> it yeah. is that, you know, so I, 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 sometimes you, it's not about giving. Sometimes it's acknowledgement. Recognition. Yeah. I, like dignity, that. I like that. The human yes. needs, you know, yes. recognizing someone's existence, you know, to see that they are human. So I think that's a good place to start. Recognizing that the needs are more than just material. Mm. They are emotional needs. Sometimes they get stressed. The same way we get stressed and like your work is not going right. Things are not working. They get stressed. Because now think of around this time where there are less people moving around, right? And now there's less people to ask for resources from, right? Mm -hmm. And they're not in the formal system. So it's not like they can go may apply for some grant or, or that, right? And yes. it's, think of oh, the, the stress. Yeah, right? yeah, because yeah. they're systematically excluded from society. Do you know that yeah. even if I give him 50 rands to go buy a meal at McDonald's, the moment he walks into McDonald's, he's not seen as a customer, but as a beggar. Oh, man. Uh, even if he has the same amount of money you do to go buy the same meal once he waits in the queue they assume he's begging and the first thing someone's gonna say is i don't have any money on me just by him joining the queue he's going to buy oh god yeah ish man even if he pays Uh. for a meal and wants to sit and eat it the eyes that will be on him yeah it will be different so yeah. I think I mean, the, the first step is always like, yeah. <laughs> give us hope. Give us hope. How do we change this thing? How do we become so part of the solution? Hmm. Becoming part of the solution, it, it just begins with just reflecting on how we 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 see homeless people, how we see the world, how mm-hmm. we define their problem. You know, there's the concept of problem framing, right? To say yeah. how you frame a problem will determine the quality and the type of solutions, right? So yeah. we, for long, we have framed the problem as these people need food and money. So the mm. solution we have is let's give them money, let's give them food. But what if the problem is these people need access to, to, they just need access to society? They've been outcast. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. then you can ask yourself, okay, how can I in- improve their access to society? 
oh, maybe it's having a conversation. Okay, maybe they have emotional needs, right? So how we frame yeah. the problem, we need to change how we're framing it. Absolutely. Right? We need to change how we frame what their problem is. By their problem, I mean like their challenges. Right? Yes. Because I think we see them as problems, like homeless people are problems. Yo, they're always at the robot or they're always begging, right? Yeah. But we're not really looking at what does it take for someone to beg? For the point, for someone to get to a point of begging, how much yeah. integrity, right? How much dignity did they dignity. have to lose? Yes. Like how much dignity did they, did they have to lose to get to the point where they did not mind begging? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Would I be comfortable if that was my brother? Would I be comfortable if that was my sister, my mother, my uncle begging? Mm. What, what, like how much, you know, sometimes we, we, it's better. We who are in, like, who are accepted by society. Mm -hmm. Like we were privileged in that even when you are lacking some form of resource, you can ask someone for it and it won't be seen somehow. But to get to a point of begging, you know, yeah. that's sort of like, it, it discourages, it breaks someone's spirit. It's, know, below and it's below dignity. It's like, you it's know, below somebody dignity. lost it and they don't, you know, it, yeah. Oof, yeah, yeah. Wow. You see, so it's, the, the, the steps would be just looking at them differently. And I mean, the reason why I'm not mentioning specific actions that once you see someone differently, you will know yeah. what the next step will be. Exactly. You know, no, I, um, I like that. To I give, love that. To give like one of the, the moments that also sparked something different. Because I mean, I interact with them frequently. And so yeah. I always learn something new. So yeah. the other time I got bread, right? So it was like packets of bread. And yeah. as I was giving him the packets of bread, he was like, do you have any spreads? Yeah. And I realized in that moment that I had forgotten to get spreads. But if it was me giving mm -hmm. it to Tim, I would not yeah. forget that to <laughs> put spreads. So do you get yes. what I'm saying? And then I realized, I was like, how ignorant have I been to think that they can just eat anything. I can just give him bread without spreads. Whereas if I was giving it to Tim, I'd make sure that yeah. there's a spread or there's something to put in the sandwich. And that challenged me. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it, it challenged me. So once we change how we see the, how we see the people, right? How mm -hmm. we see homeless people, right? We will be able to start seeing how we can help them differently. You know, yeah. we will start being able to notice that, oh my goodness, it, it was raining today. I wonder if he has an umbrella, right? It, and it, it's so profound then, what you're saying. Um, so there's this idea I've had, which I call it an architecture of dignity, which is to say, if we can see and acknowledge our humanity, regardless of class, status, all these other things that we've, because none of us is born with a house. We are born just as a baby, yeah. naked, with nothing. But along the way, we accumulate things, you know, we are gendered, obviously, you know, once our agenda is known, then we are classed because of an association to a certain, you know, access and means that we have. And then, you know, we would mm. have access to education, whatever it is. But if we say at the very core, you're a person, full stop, you know, absolutely. I think the, the, the story you've given around bread speaks to that at, at a very fundamental level. Uh, because now you mm. say, ah, okay, Tim, I can actually get him with sandwich and whatever. And then this guy is like, ah, okay. But it's, it's a bias that you have 
you were not even aware of it until it yeah. was like, what? what is this? Until, yeah. you see, yeah. and like when I realized that bias, like, I, like Tim, it really challenged me. Yeah. Like it challenged me. And I became more conscious of it. You know, now even when um, yesterday I went to, to, to see Corin, right? And yeah. now that I know, I knew he has, he has a twin. So now when, if I'm buying him something, I make sure it's doubled. Right? Yeah. So because yeah. now I know there's two of them, right? Yeah. And trust me, like even when I'm looking for something, I con I try to consider. I don't see it as I'm buying a meal for a homeless person. I take mm-hmm. it as I'm buying a meal for my twin. So yes. now I consider that to say, because I also have an identical twin, which is also one thing that also like touched me um with wow. with foreign <laughs> and connected me to him, you know? Yeah. yeah and now yeah, when I look yeah. at it, I look at it as I'm buying something for my twin. Okay, so if I'm buying a sandwich, you'll probably need something to drink it with. But also, Corin doesn't have a lunchbox and you might want to save it for later. So maybe yeah. instead of getting the sandwich that comes in the paper bag, maybe I'll get the one that has that um, sort of takeaway container. Yes. You know? Wow. And wow. now it's, it's a more like thoughtful process, right? Wow. But I didn't start being at this level, right? I didn't start be seeing it this way it took like time you know it took time and i i can say it took over a year or two years right so it's that sort of constant journey to say today i'm gonna know someone's name the next day maybe i'm gonna ask how his day has been right yeah because that's something i started to incorporate now right because i understand also they are very busy people they are also pressed for time right true so sometimes (laughs) they don't have yeah 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 like, I didn't, like, you know, for me to realize this, I had to spend, like, a bit of time with them. Then to realize, no, they're very busy people also because the time they're spending with you, they could yeah. be hustling, you yeah. know? So I also try to to keep my engagements, like, healthy, right? Not take them yeah. Yeah. or, like, too long, you know? And so it's it's, like, just understanding and seeing things differently. And that sort of, like, helps, you know? And... Yeah. I'm, I'm going to share the story with you, Tim. And this for me is, has been also like life-changing. There's, a, there's mm-hmm. a friend of ours, right? Yeah. Um, he graduated from Vets University twice, right? Mm-hmm. And in different degrees, right? And now Vets is considered one of the top universities in Africa, right? Yeah. And I'm laying this context down. Uh, one day we were walking with this friend of mine and we were walking past KFC, right? Mm-hmm. And this friend of mine, he stopped and he greeted this homeless person. And they were just, they looked like they knew each other, like a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Almost as if they were friends. Right? Yeah. And then we, we started walking by, right? We started walking. And then after we were walking, he started telling us a story. He's like, you know that guy? Mm-hmm. When I was homeless, he was the guy I partnered with. So we would they have different stations and would meet up to share resources. And sometimes I would have had some tough luck and had nothing. Mm-hmm. And then he would share what he had with me. And that also is built into the, 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 the network that I saw, that there's a network of homeless people. Wow. There's a network. Like even when I go, sometimes when it's not Corin, it's someone else. Maybe it's Molevoheng. And I go there, sometimes I give someone something and then I see mm-hmm. this crowd of people that come through 
And mm-hmm. there was one moment where I thought of like defending, thinking they were coming to take things from him. And he was like, no, 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 they're with me. That's his community. That is, wow. That's his community, right? And I started seeing a different world, right? Around wow. like homeless people. And it's, it's that sort of thing that I saw that there's a network. But going back to my friend, I found out that my friend, he told us this, this story. And I remember I also invited him to give like a motivational um, mm-hmm. talk for, to some of the students at, at, at Vets University because he was homeless mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right here in Johannesburg for, for I think what? about two years, right? Wow. And that was two years in Johannesburg. He was homeless in KZN as well. Right, so he wow. was moving around. Wow. So that's another thing that happens. They migrate also. Mm-hmm. You know, if, wow. if things are not working out here, they'd migrate to another city or sometimes another province. Mm. Right. Mm. And he was telling me that story, right? And then he went back to school, right? To and yeah. he finished his high school. Then he came to varsity, right? And yeah. when you look at him today you see a professional, you see someone who is, is working in the field, who's qualified, obtained a qualification from one of the best universities. And you wouldn't think for a second that he was homeless. And that is wow. because when he was homeless, you wouldn't mm-hmm. see the potential. Yes, yes. Because we paintbrush them. So that's also another thing that's in my heart to say, there is another friend of mine in the street. I just don't know who or which of these but if I can help him live just one more day, if I yeah. can help him hold on just one more day, maybe he might get the chance to, to, to do something else. Yeah. Right? Because if, if my friend in the time when he was in the street, maybe succumbed to health issues or, or yes. maybe yes. hunger, yes. Yes. I yes. would not have known him to be my friend today. Wow. That's a very and, personal of putting it wow and profound really wow. so it's 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 really so i've been seeing more of, of 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 these experiences and they keep fueling me for for this and i believe that it's one area i really want to make an impact in it's with homeless people right wow and the reason yeah. why i mention access to services access to to resources and and tools so i i don't see it as giving him food i see it as as funding his hustle. Mm-hmm. I see it as just helping him in his journey. The same way, it's like putting fuel in someone's car to say, look, yeah. I can't change your world. I can't buy you a house at this moment. But yeah. what I can do is make sure that at least one of your needs is met. Yeah. At least one. I like that. I one like of that. many. Because food is one of many. It's, it's beyond, the psychological needs, the physical needs, you know, I'm meeting just one. And the moment we realize that our money, our food is just one of the many yeah. things that they have. Yeah. And we'll actually see that we are really not losing anything by giving. You know, we're not losing anything by giving. And I think that's, um, that's the thing because I, I keep mentioning these encounters because there are things that I learned in each of them. Mm-hmm. Because one, the, the other was meeting someone and I was asking him genuinely, like, how are you doing? You know, how have you been? You know, mm-hmm. and because sometimes I just, I just stop just for the conversation, you know, have a conversation. You don't know what's on someone's mind. Sometimes he needs to offload something. Maybe he can't share it with the people in his community, right? Mm-hmm. 
And I just like asked him, like, how are you doing? He's like, well, otherwise I'm good, but you're there's a pain in my tooth. Right. And I oh, nearly okay. cried at that point. Mm-hmm. I nearly cried. You know, I nearly cried to him because I knew that there is no dentist that caters for them. I knew that he had a toothache. And when I have a toothache, the first thing I think of is I need to get to a dentist. And I know how painful a toothache is. Yes, but at that point, he does not. You see, now I ask myself, how many have toothaches? Because they don't have a control of their diet. They eat what, what is given to them. And if all he can get are sweet things that maybe cause cavities in his teeth. Now, he, like, it's a choice between healthy teeth and having something yeah. to eat that fills your stomach. You don't really have much of a choice, right? True. And now when you have a toothache, where is he going to go, right? And True. True. at that moment, I was like, you know, I, I just put it in my heart that it's one of the things that I would love to contribute towards. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know which year, but there needs to be a dental practice for the homeless people. Right. You know this what, is where I, all I, this I Yeah. Mm. You know what? I mean, just just from the interaction we've have had with you, I mean, firstly, I've connected with what you shared uh, at a very deep level. And I know many people who listen to this would actually connect to that. Um, I, I think I would love to really meet you, man, and just, just sit and just talk a little bit more and just really indulge on this beyond a conversation on a podcast, which is amazing. But I think yeah. there's, there's room to really begin to just, I, I like the, the element that you put around framing, you know, and it makes it more accessible in terms of solving it. Because it's like, if you're saying access to society, then, you know, you actually look and it's like, actually, yeah, okay. And it could be just one step you know, yeah. closer. And if you're able to yeah. unlock, so, so it's to define those things and, and, and it could be just really to think through it and say, you know, how could this work? Because I know sometimes we, 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 we get caught in this, this is absolutely fabulous in terms of your diagnosis, in terms of your understanding of the context. And you even, you know, taking the mm-hmm. time to be able to really connect to these individuals to this level, you've shared a lot of insights. Like, I'm just sitting and I'm thinking, gosh, wow. So I really feel there's, there's, there's something that just based on the, the, the match that you've done uh, that actually unlocks possibly, you know, some of the, the, the things that can be done um, in helping and making a difference. Even if, as you say, it could be one individual, yeah. could be a few over a period of time. Because again, goodwill is always there. I think that the challenge is that sometimes when we are not uh, involved long enough or we don't really... Mm. Uh, provide that access to say hey you know by the way this is what it means practically for you now for me i know it's like yeah. a backpack now i know it's like hey backpack yeah. and, a, and a box i'm not gonna buy anything anymore in plastic or, or not in plastic in a polythene you know so it's, you've, you've, i feel very yeah. empowered in that sense and i'm sure many people will feel the same wow yeah so, i mean this is like you say stuff, it's 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 that the more we we see and the more we're able to know what the actual problem is and frame it the more we can do something about it because i think like you say people are willing to and sometimes they don't know how they don't know know how yeah yeah and they don't know how and like i think like like you say like i think like small changes small changes done consistently yeah very powerful 
you know, sometimes you, you, you might not have the capacity to help every single homeless person. But even if you commit to one, yeah, you know, committing to one, to say, and it might not be every day, it yeah. is like just committing to one, right? Or if you're someone who moves around to different places a lot, maybe just saying to yourself, well, to, to, to remind myself and always be conscious of it, in every new town that I go in, maybe when I go have lunch, I will try to find mm. a homeless person. Yeah. I can I assure like you that they're, they're really not hard to find, depending on the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good you one. Know. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good point. Because, I mean, as you say, they are busy. You know, it, it might be hustle hour. So yeah. you won't find. Uh, it might there. be a hustle hour. Sometimes, sometimes I have to look. Like, I literally have to look. Like, go around, look. You know? Because I know, busy people, like busy people. And sometimes I, I ask for their schedule. You know, I just ask, you know, what times are you around here? And they'll, they'll yeah. be upfront, Tim. They'll tell you, well, usually in the morning, I, I start at the upper part because, you know, it's a bit busy there. And, you know, yeah. I come here maybe um, less frequently and, and, and that. And it's, 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 it's that, you know, there's, there's a lot that yeah. can be done. And yeah. I mean, we all do the little we can to, to contribute towards that. I hope you enjoyed this first part of our conversation. Next week, we get on with part two with Peño as he shares more of his story. I would like to ask two favors of you as a listener of the Timitude podcast. One is to share this with someone who you know would benefit from as we seek to bring out the best inspirational content featuring thinkers, dreamers, makers, movers, and trailblazers. The second request is for you to kindly leave us a rating in whichever platform you're listening to. We are available on all major podcast platforms including Apple, and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and also recently on YouTube. Also, don't forget to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. We can connect on at Timitude on Twitter and Timitude on YouTube and on Timitude.com. Once again, thank you for being part of the Timitude community. <laughs>